Yo! Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the uno, the best, former best friend in the whole wide world. Our audio engineer, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. You, you go through my intro like really fast these days. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Like really, like you don't care. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hi. Thank you very much. We also have our current best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby whenever we need him. And he is always a joy to be around. Never questions our intros. Mr. Dell is in the building. Dell. Why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. See that, Mike? That's how it's done. And you guys probably know me, right? Yes, you guys know me. My name is Chris. That's where the title of this podcast comes from, Chris to Chris. I am he. I am Chris, and I am Chris. Maybe one day we'll find a, a co-host named Chris and make this whole thing make more sense. But, I, you know, that's me. That's me. I'm the host of this podcast, 109 episodes and going. And of course, you know, I'm on the YouTube, Chris vs. the World, Laser Lemming. Also, we have this website called upandloaded.com, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D.com, where you can download this podcast, you can stream this podcast, etc., etc., etc. Speaking of this podcast, uh, it's available anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere. We're there. You know, if you're looking for a podcast, we are probably there. But here's the thing. And I'm going to I'm going to try to pimp this out more and more as in the next few weeks. But we need your reviews. We need your positive reviews. I'll say that we need your positive reviews anywhere on any podcasting app that you choose to give us a positive review. It would be very much appreciated and helpful. Helpful. Yeah. Apple podcasts, especially. Give us that five star review. Uh, you know, say some nice words. We'd really appreciate it. It will help us rank up. You know, we have to we have to get more reviews so that we seem more legitimate to the almighty algorithm, which is just how things are these days. We are we are slaves to the machine. I I don't know. We're getting really into the weeds, and it's only three minutes into the episode. Speaking of this episode. We have a really good episode for y'all this week. We're going to be talking about uh, another EA lawsuit, another well-deserved EA lawsuit. We're going to talk about Warner Brothers' new movie strategy. We're going to talk net neutrality. We're going to talk GameStop, listener questions, and a whole lot more. So go ahead and sit back, sit back. Or, you know, if you're working, you're listening to this episode where you're working, you're cleaning, you're driving, you know, maybe don't relax too much, but just enjoy so let's get into the episode you guys have a, a good uh, cyber monday didn't seem to be as big of a deal to me this year just from my uh look at it i just don't think anybody cares about like tradition anymore like why do people why do people say happy holidays instead of happy honda days right we used to say happy honda days tradition it's gone it's dead. It's dead with the with the with our ancestors. So I think it's pretty sad. But I, I did go shopping on Cyber Monday. I drove to Costco 
and bought some plastic totes. They were not on sale for Cyber Monday in the store. Uh, Cyber Monday doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It used to be about like buying tech tech products on the Monday after Black Friday. That's not what it means anymore. It's just two weeks of sales now, starting the Monday before Black Friday, the Monday before Thanksgiving, all the way up to the Friday after Cyber Monday. It's just two weeks of sales now, right? So I went to the Costco. I got some totes. We're, we're trying to move again. We tried last year. Didn't happen so much, so we're trying again this year. The uh, SoCal housing market is... It's a total bitch. It's a bitch. Especially if you're a renter. If you're a renter. It, it, and especially if you're looking for three rooms. Two rooms, okay. It's rough, but more doable. One room, a lot more feasible. Three rooms? And the reason we want three rooms is because we, we need our own bedroom. All right, that's just a, that's just a kind of given. We've We've accepted that we are bougie enough to need our own bedroom my wife and I and then because I, I work from home I need a room for the office so that I can you know work and uh if ever our studio were to catch on fire or whatever I can bring the studio into that room and another room for our son right because we want him to have that independence where he can uh, feel confident sleeping in a bedroom so, you know, we need three rooms. And needing three rooms in Southern California might as well mean needing to be a lottery winner. So uh, we actually just toured a place on Sunday. My favorite part about that tour was right in the beginning when the uh, property manager hands us a form, a useless form, let's specify, a useless form about social distancing. She gives us this form saying, hey, you need to sign that. Like, nobody, we didn't even read it. She just explained it real briefly. It was just talking about social distancing protocol. And she gives this to, form to us. Like, she hands it to us. She doesn't leave it on a table and let us walk towards it, you know, just to be true to the form. So she gets real close to us, gives us the form, gives us a pen. And we have to sign it, talk about staying six feet away and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, that was that was a joke. And then, you know, she started coughing up a storm. So that was nice. That was nice. Anyway, we're still looking. It wasn't the, the, the perfect home for us. And there was a lot of people interested anyway. So I don't know. That's just my, my little preamble rant. There, there's many more to come, I think. So let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. Okay, I'm going to keep this week's tip kind of light, kind of fluffy. I don't have any stories about suicide or anything like that this week. What I do have for you is a tip to make your life better on a computer or phone. And this is it's fairly basic, but I feel like I should talk about it at length, right? First of all, I have a job that has me looking at three monitors all day during my shift, so... I work in California, there's a mandatory lunch, but it's unpaid, 30 minutes, so it's eight and a half, eight and a half hour shift, essentially. And, you know, minus the breaks, I'm, I'm looking at a computer for at least uh, seven and a half hours. At least. 
So I'm looking at three monitors for at least seven and a half hours. Actually, I have my personal computer right next to it. So I'm looking at about five monitors. I'm surrounded by blue light for like seven and a half hours straight or total. It's important it, is it's a great way to uh, get all the pediatrician recommended blue light for the day, which you need a lot of. You need a lot of it. But it is also a pain in the ass. It's a pain in your eyeballs ass. If you don't know, the back of your eyeballs each have their own ass. And it's a pain in those asses. That's what glaucoma is. If you're looking at too many, uh, too much blue light for too long. Because for some reason, everybody designed everything on the internet to be bright, bright white. Apps are bright white. Software is bright white. Gwen Stefani is bright white. So if you stare at this stuff for too long, it can give you a headache and it can turn you into a belligerent a-hole. Do you think, Mike, do you, Del, Del, Mike, Del, do you guys think that we can get through a whole episode without seriously cursing? Do you think we can avoid that explicit content tag this week? We're going to try. I can't guarantee anything, but we're going to try. So we're going to say words like a-hole. So because of all this, I, the first thing I look for in any app is a dark mode. Go to the settings, find the dark mode, switch it on, right? Facebook, for some reason, does not have a dark mode. Their Messenger app has a dark mode, and it has for quite some time. Their website on a desktop, laptop, whatever, like, you know, a browser, that has a dark mode. But their phone app still does not have a dark mode, unless you're part of their test group, because for some reason they have to test this idea of a dark mode, something that they've been doing in Messenger, again, for a very long time. But they have to test it. We have to see if how people react to a dark mode. Does a dark mode keep you off Facebook for too long? Are you not engaged enough with Facebook if you turn on the dark mode? I don't know. I make everything dark. Uh, I, I even make my toast dark. But the biggest problem that I keep running into at work at least, was websites, because I have to deal with a lot of websites at work. Because uh, switching your PC onto dark mode, which you can do in Windows 10, they have a dark mode. Even if you switch your PC onto dark mode, it doesn't change these stupid websites. So I started looking for plugins in Chrome to make the world a darker place for me. And I found a pretty good one called Dark Reader. The icon is like a, a Darth Vader kind of rip off, I don't know what you'd call it, but it looks kind of like Darth Vader. Darth Vader's head. And what Dark Reader does, it pretty much turns white backgrounds like to this dark gray, blackish kind of color, and then it flips the black text to white. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's made my life a lot better. You can disable it for specific sites as well. Like if it doesn't quite gel with the website, or if you need to take a screenshot and you want to show how the website actually looks, you can just toggle that ish off real quick. So, I don't know. They, they're not paying me to talk about them, so I'm not going to talk about them too much. You know, we might have 8 billion potential people listening to this show, and I want to get paid, you know, if I'm, if I'm really boasting a product. And I'm talking, I'm talking about this product by name right now, so... I don't know, point is, I'm spoiled now. I can't go back. I can't go back. 
Sometimes I will toggle it off just to see what a website is supposed to look like. And then I just get assaulted with this bright, I was about to, ass, you know, ass is in the Bible. We can say it with this bright ass website. That just, like, the, the goal of that website, I assume, is to just make the user blind. Especially if you've been using Dark Reader this entire time. Anyway, I got a lot more tips like that. But I'm not sure that we should spend the whole episode talking about Chrome plugins. I, I think we're, 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 we're losing the dummies here. Point is, make things darker on your computer, on your phone. Just do it. It's better. It's a lot better. Yeah, I, I can go on for a long time about this, but I won't. I won't. And instead, what we will do is move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I've never heard of this website, but this is being reported all around. But they did a good job, so we'll, we'll shout out this website. Uh, Dextero.com. Or no, Dexerto. Dexerto? Dexerto.com. The whole website, or this whole article is in English, so don't be fooled, okay? So, uh, EA Sports has been hit with a United States federal lawsuit which alleges Electronic Arts unlawfully increases game difficulty dubbed scripting by a number of FIFA 21 fans in a deliberate effort to sell more Ultimate Team Packs. Now, if you are a regular listener to the show, you know how much I love companies like EA, and especially EA Sports and Activision and Ubisoft and Warner Brothers Interactive, all of these wonderful companies that uh, have turned the business of designing video games into a manipulative joke to extract you for as much cash as possible. EA is one of the worst offenders. Activision as well. Let's not get it twisted. But we're, we're talking about EA this week. EA is one of the worst offenders. FIFA, in particular, might be the worst offender. FIFA sports games over the last, I don't know, let's say decade, roughly, you know? If you look at sports games uh, a decade ago and just watch the evolution or degradation from 2010 to 2020 you will see quite the change they are no longer designed to be fun sports games they are designed purely to ring you for as much cash as possible through loot boxes or a variant of loot boxes in ea's case with fifa it's their FIFA Ultimate Team Packs, these cards where you can get different players and boost stats and whatnot. I don't play FIFA partially because I'm not a like a, some huge soccer fan. You know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm just some big soccer fan. And primarily, because even though I'm not a soccer fan, I, I, like, I like the idea of sports games. Primarily uh, arcade kind of sports games, but I like the idea of sports games, but I don't like what they've become. I, I don't play modern sports games anymore, unless it's like, again, of the arcadey kind of uh, variety. So this article, uh, it was or this uh, lawsuit, was brought out of the, a California court. According to uh, 
Dexerto.com. It said the lawsuit suggests EA willingly and unlawfully tricks FIFA players into buying Ultimate Team loot boxes by utilizing artificial intelligence technologies that adjust game difficulty dynamically. So I've been reading about it. And what a lot of people that play FIFA are like, no, this is absolutely real. Because apparently this is going to be very hard to prove in court, especially if you don't have the the code available to you and a judge that is able to understand code and, a, you know, the lawyers that can understand it and a, a, maybe a possibly a jury that can understand it. But without that code there, it's probably very hard to prove this is happening. But from what I've read, you know, a, a lot of FIFA hardcore day oneers are like, yeah, this is absolutely real. Scripting is absolutely real. So what, the way they've described it is the game will become more difficult. If you make a pass, it won't, it, it'll be a bad pass. If you try to shoot the goal, it'll be a bad attempt. They, they said, yeah, like a, the longer you play, your passes will get worse, your, your goal attempts will get worse, etc. And this is an attempt to encourage you to try to boost your, your stats. Like, well, the problem is you don't have the, the good enough players. You know, you got to get your uh, your David Beckhams in there. So, in, or your Ronaldos. Those are the two uh, uh, soccer players I, I know the names of. And the the whole point is to get you to buy these ultimate team packs, these card packs, these digital card packs, which are essentially loot boxes. They're just randomized card packs with a very low percentage of getting anything good. So the idea is you keep pumping money into EA, and then when you finally get a card that's good, that equates to a better player or stat boost, I don't know. But we'll say a better player, because you can unlock players. You get the better player, and all of a sudden, you're doing better in the game. Well, hey, it must be because I got that better player. But the people who play this game a lot say, well, after that, over time, your team eventually gets worse and worse and worse again. Eventually you start missing those passes. You eventually start missing those goals again. Something that you know you should have gotten. You know you should have gotten that goal, but you didn't. And so they're alleging in this lawsuit that this is intentional by EA. Because, okay, you, you, keep, you keep missing again. You know you got Ronaldo. But, you know, a couple days later, you're, you're losing again. What the hell, Ronaldo? You need that new player. So you start, the whole, the whole point is to incentivize you to start pumping more money to get more, better players. So, yeah, the lawsuit's like, yo, you guys are, are scandalous and you need to pay. And I hope they go down for this. I, but again, from everything I've read, it's going to be very hard to prove it. So, you know, uh, more and more courts, especially, well, not especially, only really international courts, are starting to uh, deem loot boxes in particular as gambling. The United States is not there yet, and we have a very difficult lobbying system to get around, but I'm hoping we do get there. You know, it, it's kind of sad that we've gotten to this point where I'm hoping that loot boxes are deemed as gambling, but they've, they've really 
messed up game design. And you know, if this was an episode where I didn't say, I, I'm not going to curse, I would have said a different word. But they, they really messed up. They really screwed up game design. Especially sports games. Sports games are ruined. Not just FIFA. Madden. Let's talk 2K. 2K, uh, NBA 2K. You know, every year, 2K will put their NBA 2 games, like the, the, that year's version. Like last year, it was, uh, or th- even this year, though, like before the 2K21 came out, 2K20 was on sale for $5. Five bucks for a game that just came out last year. Five bucks. Wow. That's still too much money for that game. That's still too much money for a game. Because that, that $5 to 2K is not, hey, we're offering you this awesome video game for $5. It's really, we're offering you, we're, we're selling you this vehicle to sponge you of microtransaction cash. Like, all we really want you to do with this game is buy VC, virtual currency. I, I don't I haven't seen the trailers for this year. They probably didn't even do them because last year's trailers were so poorly received. But last year for 2K20, I think it was last year or the year before, but I want to say last year, they had like a commercial where they literally were showing slot machines in the game and players uh, playing the video game just like trying to uh, win certain card packs through virtual slot machines. If that's not trying to show, if that's not saying this is gambling, what is? They were literally playing slot machines. I thought this was a basketball game. That's why I only really mess with like NBA jams and the old school like arcadey games these days. Anyway, that's my my tangent for our video game corner. I hope EA goes down in court. The thing about that though, say EA loses. Say EA loses so bad they have to pay a billion dollars oh by the way actually that's in the the story here let me find that earlier this year ea hit an all-time high in fifa microtransactions this is just fifa in fifa microtransactions the company made nearly one billion dollars through in-game sales alone in september through december 2019 what is that september october november december four months Four months, they made almost a billion dollars. Not from selling the game. They made almost a billion dollars through microtransactions within the game from people buying these ultimate team packs. It's manipulative as hell. Hell is in the Bible as well. We're using the Bible as our uh, our uh, ruler this week. It's manipulative as hell. And I hope they go down. But here's the thing. Say EA had to pay a billion dollars, all right? That's their whole that's their whole four month microtransaction profit, right? Screw that. The whole point is that they get to pay themselves, the shareholders. You know, the executives are major shareholders as well. That's why they get Ooh, I'm about to get on a big rant. Let me just woosaw and breathe. <laughs> point is, if they lost, you know, make it more than a billion dollars. Make it four billion dollars. If they were ordered by a court to pay $4 billion, which would, you know, never happen. Let's say they were ordered by a court to pay $4 billion. You know, what are they going to do? They're EA. They're evil. 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 They're evil. So, say they're ordered by a court to pay $4 billion. Is it just, oh, gee, gee whiz. Man, that sucks. First of all, they're going to appeal. But say, you know, they lost the appeal. 
$4 billion. You have to pay it. You have to pay $4 billion to the court. I don't know. To, to the people. They're just going to make that money back through more evil trickery. They are using these companies, not just EA. These companies are using science and data to for evil purposes, to manipulate and try to uh, try to prey on your psychology, on what you are most likely to do. Now, I'm no expert, so I'm not going to try to uh, just go on and on and on about this forever. But I just thought you guys should know about what's going on in the world of uh, sports video games. That's our video game corner. But speaking of video games, I don't want to. I don't want to just end it right there. You know, last week I mentioned that I was able to procure a PlayStation 5. You know, at least theoretically speaking. Theoretically, I was paying enough attention on the internet where I was able to, to get the uh, PlayStation 5 through some help. Let's not kid ourselves. I got help through some great people. But I don't have a PlayStation 5. Last week, I, don't, I didn't have a PlayStation 5. This week... I don't have a PlayStation 5. I have been dealing with FedEx and now GameStop for uh, way too long. I, I am starting to recognize the names, the fake names of the, in, uh, the people in India that I talk to. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very frustrated by this whole thing. I'm very frustrated. GameStop uses, uh, uh, they outsource to India. FedEx outsources to India. And none of these people in India are able to help me get my PlayStation 5. And the more I, th I say this out loud, I'm realizing more and more that you don't, you probably don't care. You're, you're, you're probably thinking like, this asshole was able, oh, you know what, uh, Mike, censor that. Please censor that. We have to, uh, we have to stand by, because I'm pretty sure asshole isn't in the Bible. This jackass was able to get a PlayStation 5, theoretically. I can't get one. I can't get one for the life of me. You know what, though? I think it's better to not get one than to spend all that money on one and not get one. You know? You know? I think you have the high ground over me right now. So, I don't know if I'll ever get one. I have been going back and forth with both companies for uh, what feels like years now. I'm starting to recognize the names of the people I'm talking to. And uh, they're not liking me. And I'm not liking them. I'm not being rude to them as people, but uh, I've made no secret that I'm not a fan of their uh, their practices or service. So... Once I finally get this PlayStation 5, I will never buy from GameStop.com again unless they sponsor this podcast, in which case, I love GameStop.com. But you guys haven't paid me. I was about to curse. I was about to curse. You guys haven't paid me a dime. You haven't paid me a dime. In fact, I've paid you many dimes. So you need to give me my PlayStation 5 and whatever other crap you forced me to bundle in with it. I need it pronto. Because right now, these fools are threatening me with another 10 to 15 day investigation. I was supposed to get this thing last Monday. They're saying, no, 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 no. You have another 10 to 15 days for our investigation. 
And when they say 10 to 15 days, what they mean is 15 days minimum. That 10 is nonsense. It's BS. So I'm not a fan of GameStop right now. I'm not a fan of FedEx right now. And, you know, actually, we'll talk about this later with our poll results. But in the meantime, I just thought I would share that little bit. You know what? Let's do a little thing we like to call the news. So I would not call myself a libertarian, but I can, you know, I I can kind of vibe with the sentiment of libertarians of live and let live. You know, that person wants to do their own thing. Let them do their own thing. Same, you know, don't bother me. I'm not going to bother you. I I, I, I vibe with that. I kind of I kind of dug that with Ron Paul in 2012. But when it comes to net neutrality, I am the exact opposite of a libertarian i want an open internet i don't want data caps or slow lanes or any other bs that comes with it and you'll hear you'll hear certain libertarians say hey look when they got rid of net neutrality nothing bad happened whoever says that is full of you know what it's really hard not to curse this week it's really hard because i really want to on this 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 story oh Oh, they're full of it. Whoever says that to you is lying because the the, the cable companies that paid or, or, or uh, pushed for the end of net neutrality have definitely made use of it. I wish I had the freaking stats right in front of me because, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just say data caps have become more of a thing. Uh, slowing down Internet has become more of a thing. And there's been other uh, faux pas. Mostly it hasn't ramped up because they were trying to ease ease us into the bs like the the frog in the the pot the boiling water but i don't know i don't want that i don't want that jerk it's so i want to curse i want to curse really bad i've never wanted to curse more than i wanted to curse this week ajit pie ajit pie that is a curse word right that is a swear word or two swear words Together. Together they make a swear word. Ajit Pai. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I don't want that dude in charge of anything, especially not the FCC. See, years before uh, Donald Trump made him head of the FCC, Ajit Pai was a lawyer for Verizon, and Verizon has spent tons of money in lobbying to repeal net neutrality. You know, they hated when it became law. And I like to think, I like to think, why does a company like Verizon or AT&T or Time Warner, why do they spend so much money fighting something like net neutrality? Like, that's the kind of thing you need to think about when you, when you want to take a side on something. Why would I take Verizon's side? Yeah, you know what? Net neutrality is bad for me. Verizon is spending millions of dollars fighting it. Net neutrality must be bad for me because Verizon has my back, right? So, you know, they hated when when net neutrality became law. And so did Ajit Pai. He was chomping at the bit to get rid of it right away, right away from the jump. He's like, I'm killing this. I'm killing net neutrality. So, you know, millions of people, they, they wrote in stating that they want to keep 
net neutrality as law. This is the will of the people. The, even statistically, polling-wise, the majority of people, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, they agreed that net neutrality was important when they understood what net neutrality was. So Ars Technica, they reported that the New York Attorney General, uh, his name is Eric Schneiderman, he did an analysis and concluded that 2 million people were impersonated during this time. 2 million people were impersonated with comments in support of killing net neutrality. Impersonated, so like bots, right? They included some dead people, apparently, which apparently is a thing, you know? Like, why not include some dead people to just really freak people out? Anyway, Ajit Pai, he didn't care. He didn't care regardless. He was going to kill net neutrality, and that is exactly what he did. But now, if you guys are paying attention to the news, uh, Trump is on the way out. He's floating this idea of announcing a presidential run in 2024. Actually, <laughs> if he is still active, you know, in decent health and not in prison, which he probably won't go to prison, you know, that would be uh, that would be big. So he's probably not going to prison. If he runs in 2024, he has the Republican nomination on lock. And that's because of the people, like his base, and not because of the Republican politicians. They would hate that. They would hate that. They hated when he became the, the nominee in 2016. So if this fool gets it in 2024, they're just going to they're gonna be so pissed off. But Trump has his base just so there. So, I don't know. Uh, but with no Trump right now in 2020, Ajit Pai, he knows he's about to get canned. So he announced that he's stepping down on the same day of Joseph Biden Jr.'s inauguration. Now, I don't know if uh, Biden is going to fight to reinstate net neutrality. From what I recall, Obama had to actually be kind of dragged into doing the right thing because the powers that be did not want that. And uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Biden does the right thing. In the meantime, I, I'm going to celebrate Ajit Pai's uh, shill ass just getting kicked to the curb next month. Bye. Bye-bye, Ajit Pai. You are a terrible person. I hope you're a fan of the show, but you are a terrible human being. Actually, you know what? I'm not, I'm not sad to see uh, Betsy DeVos go either. Bye, Betsy. Bye. Bye, Betsy. Bye, Ajit. Anyway, that's that's our news for the week. Uh, I don't know. Oh, ooh, we got to talk about this. I don't know if you guys are aware, but movie theaters are not doing so good right now. 94% of California is in Code Purple, which I think is a Mountain Dew flavor. But we're in Code Purple. And I've been told that that's bad. That's bad. You don't want to be purple. In fact, uh... Governor Newsom in California just announced a special three-week-only event in which we are to be locked down again for three weeks. Bars closed, barber shops closed. Anything with the word bar is closed. Uh, some other things are closed, but you're not supposed to go out of your home, apparently. You know, they, they said for select counties or select areas, but when you look at the map, it's like almost every single piece of California. Southern California is an actual thing. They just say, hey, Southern California, that's all of you. That's me. I'm Southern California. 
So movie theaters are pretty much all closed again. And even when we finally squash COVID-19 in, what, 2022, <laughs> right? America, I think the rest of the world is is going to get there-ish together a lot quicker than we are. In fact, many of them already have. So even when most people are vaccinated and everything is open again, I still think theaters are going to struggle, the ones that are still open at least. Because not everyone's going to get vaccinated. And that's going to be a constant story in the news. So people are going to be scared of going to a theater because a lot of people are going to be scared to get vaccinated. So a lot of fear in general going to be floating around. And the few movies that do come out, nobody is seeing, at least right now, right? Nobody's seeing them. You know what was number one at the box office last week? The Croods 2. Did you know that there was a second Croods movie? Yeah. Yeah, and it was number one at the box office last week. Do you know how much money it made? $9.7 million. Number one movie at the box office, $9.7 million. These studios are taking a bath on everything this year. So that's why so many movies have been delayed into next year. Wonder Woman 1984 is coming to theaters, but now it's hitting HBO Max the same day. I think we talked about that last week, right? And on Thursday, Warner Brothers dropped this huge bomb. They said that every single 2021 Warner Brothers movie is going to hit HBO Max the same day as theaters. And you know, places like California where we're uh, drinking our code Purple Mountain Dew, that just means the movie's coming to HBO Max on that day because the theaters are closed. Unless you live in Death Valley and you want to go to a theater that might still be open. So that's kind of a big deal. That's a big deal. They specifically highlighted the movies Dune and The Matrix 4, but they said that all of their movies are coming to HBO Max on the same day right now. I know theaters are probably pissed off. Pissed is not a swear word. I don't care what your mother says. I hope she's a fan of the show, but pissed is not a swear word. Not in, not in our book. Not in Apple. I don't care what you say either. Whoever is in charge of podcast swear words, pissed is not a swear word. So, uh, yeah. I, I know that theaters are pissed. Theaters are pissed. Remember how pissed off theaters were when Disney announced Mulan? was going to be a $30... Actually, I guess... Well, it did come to theaters internationally. Like, outside of America, it did go to theaters. But theaters were so pissed. They were pissed when uh, Trolls 2... I think Trolls 2 came to theaters. It came to theaters. And streaming. About the same time, I think. But now, Warner Brothers is like, yo, this isn't getting better. This isn't getting better. America, we suck at this. We We, we are really blowing it. So theaters are not going to be uh, full, fully swinging anytime soon. We were hoping, we were praying, it's not happening. So they, they, they pulled the trigger. And I expect, I expect this trigger to be pulled now. Like they, they, saw, they saw one gun go off. They saw the Warner Brothers rifle. Pow! So now I'm expecting Universal. Pow! Paramount. Pow! Disney. Pow! 
I'm expecting them all to go off. There's actually not that many uh, Hollywood guns anymore because everything is owned by like four companies. It's, uh, it's pretty sad. If America got their ish together quicker, this whole thing would be a much different story. But this is where we are. I think the, the other studios are going to do the exact same thing. Sony delayed Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? They said that movie was supposed to come out this last July. Uh-uh, not anymore. They said, no, it's coming out next July now. But if theaters aren't thriving by then, actually before then, because they're going to they're gonna know before then, if theaters aren't thriving by, like, spring, and they won't be, they won't be, I'd say Sony is going to be looking into cutting a deal with Netflix or maybe another streaming service for Ghostbusters Afterlife and Venom 2 or whatever they're, whatever they have on the slate for 2021. But here's the real thing. I, I, I really think that movie budgets are going to be slashed big time. And over the, even the last few months, you'd still hear stories about movies being green, green light, greenlit with uh, huge budgets. And I think it's just some kind of weird Hollywood math. Like certain producers and uh, whoever the powers that be are are just trying to pretend like everything is going business as usual. BAU, we're going to be right back at it. And so, you know, you need that big budget. You need that big budget for that big Hollywood blockbuster that's coming to theaters. It's not happening. Unless, I don't know, I, the only scenario I could see these giant budget movies coming back with a vengeance, I should say. Because some things, some, some gears are too far in motion at this point. But the only scenario I could see it happening is with like a, a thriving underdog anti-Hollywood or, or a Hollywood outside of L.A. Another country, possibly, starting to uh, become the home of movies because Hollywood is the biggest exporter of blockbusters. You know, we get occasional big popular movies from other countries, but the vast majority, the vast majority of giant movies come from Hollywood, L.A., California, United States of America. And if we're not able to get it together over here, things are going to be different. Things are going to be different. I think more and more and more movies are going to be mid-budget, low-budget, and more and more and more of those are going to be streaming exclusive. You're going to have to subscribe to a certain service, whether it be Netflix, Apple, Disney, <sighs> Probably not Peacock. Does anybody, does Peacock produce their own original movies? I know they have the Saved by the Bell reboot. And they bought the rights back to The Office because I think they offered Netflix like a billion plus dollars for that. So I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. Netflix, Apple, HBO, Amazon. Those are the big players in the movie game, the movie streaming business game right now. So I think more and more movies are going to go exclusively to them and the budgets are not going to be what they used to be. No, I don't think so. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of uh, variety here because you won't have to deal with as much, I was going to say as much marketing cost, but maybe you still will. I don't know. It's a weird, uncertain future. But generally speaking, I think movie budgets are not going to be what they were. I think we already have some movies that are too far along in development 
And we're going to see a lot of canceled movies, a lot of movies, like big budget movies that were planned, they're going to be canceled. And I think uh, a lot of the movies that were already, you know, they're already uh, announced that maybe it won't be canceled, but maybe their budget will be slashed in half. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. That's just my uh, two cents of the situation as of right this moment. I don't think people in America are going to get it together quick enough to really make this work. But we'll see. We'll see. Hey, Dell, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Our first question comes from Ken. Ken asks, what question do you want to be asked this week? Ken, I would love it if somebody asked me a question about video game glitches this week. Our next question comes from Yilly. Yilly says, what is the best glitch you've ever encountered in a video game? Wow. What are the odds? What are the odds that somebody would ask me the exact question I needed? Yelly, I can't think of any uh, any glitch that like really benefited me. I know there was like the Red Dead Redemption glitch where you can get more gold in Red Dead Redemption 2. But that game was uh, a disappointment for me compared to the first one. Anyway, I'm not going to digress into that too long. I'm going to name some some fun glitches I got and one not so fun. Fun glitch I got was in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order starring the kid from Shameless. He is not the best actor, but uh, the game was pretty fun. Very glitchy game, though. And one glitch I ran into, actually, I took uh, some footage of it. I might even have it on our uploaded uh, Twitter page. But one glitch I ran into was my lightsaber. You can holster your lightsaber in your belt. You know, as you do when you're not using your lightsaber. So I holstered my lightsaber and it went off. That is not a good lightsaber impression. I could do better. That's better. That's better. So my, my lightsaber was, it was doing all that, right? But it was on my belt still. So it was pointed down into the ground and my lightsaber was on. This has never happened in the movies, and I don't think it's ever happened in any of the TV shows. I'm, I'm fairly certain of it. So my lightsaber was on, and it was in the ground. And because of this glitch, because the lightsaber was on, it wouldn't let me actually hold on to it. So when I tried to, uh, you know, ready it as a weapon, it didn't work. So the only fix was to go to one of the meditation points, which is where you can save or upgrade your stats. I had to find a meditation point save the game, and then my lightsaber had defaulted back to normal. Uh, another glitch I got was in Sly 2, as in Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus 2. Sly 2 for the PlayStation 2. When you get to the snow world, don't stop playing. Don't stop playing. I, I stop playing. I save the game. If you save at a certain point and you stop, you get stuck. There's no way to progress. Like if you if you save and quit, I should say, and then you come back to the game. You get stuck. Uh, something doesn't load right, and you essentially have to... I forgot what I had to do. I, I want to say I had to delete part of my save or, or restart to a, like pretty much the beginning of the snow level. So I lost like hours of progress. And uh, that was fun. That was fun. At least I didn't have to start the whole game over. That would have been a real... That would have really... Uh, really uh grinded my gears 
And here's the funnest glitch I ever got, I guess I could say. It was in Mario Kart Double Dash for the GameCube. I was playing as uh, Donkey... I want to say Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Yeah, that makes sense, because in Mario Kart Double Dash, you pick two characters. I think I was playing as Mar uh, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Is I think Diddy Kong's in Double Dash. I don't know. I know Donkey Kong was in this scenario. And I knew this was a glitch, because... Every single item I ever got from one of those question mark blocks was a banana. And my special was always, a, I think it's always a giant banana, right? I don't know. All I was getting was bananas. And I felt like it was an attack. I felt like there was some kind of stereotype of me as a monkey getting bananas all the time. Actually, I think Donkey Kong is officially considered an ape, which just further perpetuates a stereotype of, uh, it's, you know, it's a negative banana stereotype, but to be fair, Donkey Kong really likes his bananas. So all I was getting was the bananas and the giant bananas. Never any shells whatsoever. Same time, though, I want to be clear. I still kicked jackass in this game. I still won that, that uh, track, th those four races. I won them all. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, Mario Kart. You just play. You use the bananas. When life gives you bananas, you make banana aid. Thank you for the question, Yuli. Devin asks, do you know how I can get a residency at the La Quinta? Well, Devin, hotels are struggling pretty badly this year. So I think you could probably just walk into a La Quinta and demand their biggest suite at their lowest price. And they will give you like two of them, you know, with the conjoining doors. Hell. AMC is letting people rent out entire theaters just to themselves, their their own groups, for a hundred bucks, ninety nine dollars. So La Quinta has to compete with AMC somehow, right? Actually, I just realized something. Do you think the people are banging hookers in those AMC theaters? You know, you rent out that theater for ninety nine bucks, bring your hooker. I don't know. I I, I know La Quinta might seem like the obvious answer when it comes to uh, finding a place to bang your... your is, is hooker, like, going to get me canceled? Hooker used to be a very popular term for uh, prostitute, hoe, sex worker. I don't know. Like, La Quinta might seem like, oh, you, no, you go to La Quinta to bang your hooker, right? Right? But the thing is, the La Quinta does not charge by the hour. They are a classy establishment. AMC, on the other hand, you could pay $99 to have the whole theater to yourself. Two hours, 99 bucks. So, uh, sorry for taking such like a hard left on this one. I just need to know if AMC is running brothels now. You know, and if they are, maybe they should be getting a, a cut of the hooker's profits, right? That's only fair. AMC, Pimp MC. Thank you very much for the question, Devin. And now we have our Ken Blitz of questions. First question from Ken asks, In the film Last of the Mohicans, was Daniel Day-Lewis actually a Mohican? Well, Ken, uh, according to Google, Daniel Day-Lewis is British. And as we all know, the Mohicans migrated over to Britain shortly before Daniel Day-Lewis was born. So, yes, Daniel Day-Lewis is actually a Mohican, according to my research. Actually, I have never seen The Last of the Mohicans. I reference the title fairly often, but I have never actually seen the movie. I have seen the trailer, though. 
And it pretty much shows you everything you need to know, at least according to me, somebody who's never seen the movie. Actually, uh, I think I've only seen like two Daniel Day-Lewis movies, The Crucible and Gangs of New York. I actually own There Will Be Blood, but I still haven't seen it because it's like three hours long, I think. But I need to watch it. I need to watch it. I own it. I should see it. And now Daniel Day-Lewis is retired. Maybe I've lost my chance. I don't know. Ken asks, who designed the question mark? Ken, that was Daniel Day-Lewis. He is a very talented man. Let's see. Next question from Ken is, do you think news organizations should just forego doing montages showing the best of 2020 at the end of the year? It's a good question. Uh, YouTube actually already announced that they are canceling the YouTube Rewind this year because the whole thing would just be depressing, right? You know, unless you're being very disingenuous and you only showed people talking about happy things, they they would look like they'd look very tone deaf in that situation, right? So I'd love to see him take a shot at it. Uh, you know, I want to see uh, MSNBC doing the best of 2020. Fox News doing the best of 2020. Just pretending like none of none of this is happening. Like, yeah, you know, here was the time. What was something good that happened in 2020? Oh, they could show uh, when we had our son. Our son, he was amazing. That, that was the best part of 2020. I don't know, cable deaf is like, they're, they're so tone deaf to the rest of the country. I think watching them fall on their 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 collective faces would be a great way to just unite the country. We could all laugh together. Final question from Ken is, and this is a good one. This is the best question, uh, Ken. I, I think you've asked all night. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, Bruce Willis says that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. But let me tell you something. Bruce Willis is wrong. Not only is Die Hard a Christmas movie, but it is a better Christmas movie than Jingle All the Way 2, starring Larry the Cable Guy. Now, I haven't seen Jingle All the Way 2, but I wanted everybody listening to the show to know that Jingle All the Way 2 happened, and it stars Larry the Cable Guy. I know what you're thinking. How did I not know about this, 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 this cinematic gold? I'm sure that cinematic is a generous word because I'm sure that movie didn't come to theaters. Absolutely, 100% sure that movie never ran in a single theater. Maybe, maybe some kind of like ratty theater to show the producers, hey, this is what your money, this is what your money made. Larry the Cable Guy and Jingle All the Way too. But nobody listening to the show, none of our potential 8 billion listeners were like, oh yeah, I remember seeing Jingle All the Way 2 starring Larry the Cable Guy in a theater. Never happened. In fact, most of you didn't know that was the thing. I didn't know that was the thing. But now I do, and now you do too. Anyway, let's wrap this show up with some poll results. Last week we asked on our Twitter page, at Uploaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, we said... Did FedEx steal my PlayStation 5? And I want to tell you something. I think we got more votes for this poll than we've ever gotten ever before. Because this is a popular search. 
And 90.9% of you said, yes, FedEx stole my PlayStation 5 and I should be angry. Only 9.1% of you said, no, it's going to be here before the PlayStation 6. So I think the people are right. I think somebody at FedEx stole my PlayStation 5 and GameStop is still like, well, you never know. It might show up. FedEx might be able to find it. Even if they found it. Here's what I'm expecting. Here's what I'm half expecting. I'm half expecting a PlayStation 5 to show up at my place. I don't know. Late December, early to mid-January. Maybe after I've already moved. And it's going to have, like, I'm going to boot up the PlayStation 5. You know, if it doesn't have, like, cat food in it or something in the box. You know, say there's a PlayStation 5 in it. I'm half expecting you to boot it up. And it's going to have... Some kind of uh, jackass nickname of the, the FedEx employee that stole it and realizes that his job is on the line. So he quickly throws it back in the box, acting like I'm not going to know. It's going to like, I'm going to turn it on. And it's going to say, welcome back, FedEx Con. That's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm expecting. So, yeah, I think somebody, I think there's some shenanigans, a boot, a boot, a boot. That's a very Canadian of me. Anyway, uh, this week we have a poll as well. I don't know what it is going to be just yet, but you have to follow us, and you should follow us. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instant Graham Cracker, at Uploaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. And if you are, you know, new to the show, and you haven't followed us, maybe your mom hasn't followed us either. So, you know, if your mom is around, your dad is around, your brother, your sister, your mother, your cousin, uh, mother, mom, it's the same thing. You know, anybody family, friends, maybe they're around. Maybe they leave their phone, their tablet, their computer unattended to. They go to the bathroom. They go to the kitchen. They go outside. Maybe you just, you do the type at up and loaded. Up and loaded. U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. You hit that like button. You hit that follow button. And then you just close it out. Go about your business. I'm not encouraging you to do that but if you did it i wouldn't be mad at you either i would i would uh forgive you i would forgive you with prejudice i would i would really forgive you extra hard anyway that's been our show uh you know don't forget to follow some of those things uh this has been episode 109 of chris to chris do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else